You are listening to PPE, Pilipino, Pilipina, Pilipinex Podcast Excellence. This is a series curated by the Critical Filipina, Filipino, Filipinex Studies Collective. I am Valerie Francisco Menchavez. I am your host today. Today's episode really asks the question, why does Filipinex studies have to be critical? Question. I am in conversation with two amazing scholars. Michael Viola is an associate professor at St. Mary's College of California in the Justice, Community, and Leadership Program. He earned a PhD in education with an emphasis in urban schooling from the University of California, Los Angeles. He's currently working on a book project that examines Filipino-Filipino-American activism and solidarities from 1965 to the present. The other scholar who I'm talking with today is Joy Salas. She is an assistant professor of Asian American Studies at Cal State LA. Her research interests include Filipino, Filipina, Filipinex studies, Asian American studies, ethnic studies, U.S. empire, social movements, and gender studies. She's working on a book manuscript tentatively titled, quote, We Are Revolution, Empire, Diaspora, and Trans-Pacific Filipino Activism, end quote. She focuses on Filipino-American activists and their involvement in homeland politics after the Watershed 1965 Immigration Act and during an era of military dictatorship in the Philippines under Ferdinand E. Marcos. So we'll, we'll just get right into it. So, in thinking about the critical Filipina Filipino Studies Collective, um, as like a group of scholars, teachers, researchers, educators nationally, um, and both of you, like as collective members. Why do you feel like Filipina, Filipino, Filipinex studies has to have a critical bent to it right now? That's a good question. Um, I can stumble through it. But Joy, yeah. do, you, do you want to go first or do you want me to go? Um, I can kind of, I will stumble through an answer as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I think of critical Filipino, Filipino studies, I mean, I think about like, you know, how I came to this, the discipline of US history, and that like the, like, I think one of the biggest myths of America is that it's a nation state. I mean, really, it's an empire state, mm. that like masks, masquerades around as a nation state. Um, and I came through that by looking at like Filipino history. Um, and like the way, you know, Filipinos have been colonized for like 400 years plus. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the critical aspect is like kind of uncovering like the roots of why we're even here in the first place in this, in what we call the United States. Um, mm-hmm. Like how, um, like we remain connected to the Philippines Um, and like how, you know, like I think in this time during this pandemic, like our, 
Filipinos are essential workers everywhere in like every industry. Um, And why is that? I think looking at it critically, you see like the roots of it being in, in like colonialism and imperialism. Mm -hmm. It's dope, Joy. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think about, um, I, I mean, I think about what it means to, to claim critical in this moment in the sense that it's become such a buzzword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of like the terms to be uh, social justice. Like it means sure. anything and everything under the sun. Um, and I think that the claims to criticality is um, uh, kind of a move towards um, wanting to resist or uh, have a critical relate or not critical having a uh, uh, having an eye towards an interrogation towards what it means to be institutionalized. Um, so that because when it when things become institutionalized, whether it's an ethnic studies project or Asian American studies, then um, it becomes redefined, and oftentimes it's defined through the lens of those who hold power and those who control those institutions and mm. something around a critical Filipino Filipina studies is like, it's wanting to interrogate and problematize the power that is in institutions, um, which houses academic disciplines, like the ones that we're all, all are part, all are mm-hmm. a part of. Um, and then recognizing so that one, there's an important critique that comes from Filipino Americans coming together um, like we're doing right now, um, not necessarily because the institution told us to, but because we have a certain vision of what schools, education, or society can look like. Um, and so it's this really being um, cautious, I think, of the appropriation of our identities and our work and our vision for what t- you know tomorrow could look like. Um, so, and, and then on top of that, I would say, it's not just critiquing power, it's also the work that we're doing is reimagining what uh, our academic disciplines or what knowledge production can look like, um, where it's really democratic. Uh, it's not, it's um, non-hierarchical. Um, um, it's critical of empire and nation building. Um, so um, it's, uh, there's an, an alignment in the work and who we are um, that's informed our identities and our experiences with, it's really important that we're connecting not only um, across um, differences um, in terms of like inter, inter, interracial solidarities, but then also what's informed our experiences and our identities is also the international solidarity with mm. the Philippine homeland and the struggles that are happening there. So, I think there's like a duality there and a, and a beautiful tension of like a critique of power and through that um, really wanting to reimagine um, what what we are doing um, in terms of um, the kind of knowledge that we're creating um, that's really for and with our communities. Yeah. Wow. I can wish I just, y'all could see can my face because I was not ready. I was I not ready for add. this. <laughs> I think like uh, something that Robin has told me is that, you know, we're part of the unit. Well, how does she say this? She's like, we're 
in the university, but we're not of the university, something mm. like that, you know? Um, and I think like being critical, kind of like what Mike was saying is like, we don't want to just be like brown bodies intellectualizing about, intellectualizing about other brown bodies. Mm -hmm. Like I think, um, yeah, we have these privileged positions in these institutions of higher education, but also like being critical also recognizes that the communities that we come from and the people who are part of it who aren't like seen as like intellectuals but they are like mm -hmm. the labor that they do and like the way they take care of their community that's knowledge mm -hmm. what do you think val why do you think critical i think like you know if my zoom camera was on my you know my wig is all the way snatched and, <laughs> you know i was not ready for these answers um it's so deeply provocative to think about like the need for criticality in Filipino Filipina studies because in all of what you all just said, I think you're acknowledging that there is a way in which Filipino Filipina studies has become institutionalized and rightfully so. You know, some of our collective comrades are doing that work right now, um, and that it also requires a sort of organic intellectualism uh, a la Gramsci to ensure that you know that there's not just like one homogenous you know way in which that Filipino Filipino studies um, is being communicated I want to I think I'm going to add two things um, when in sociology when I was learning about Filipinos and how sociologists were um, measuring their assimilation factors into the United States, we were being counted as upwardly mobile, right? The nurses, the, um, the college educated and things like that. And that narrative became overpresent to me because it wasn't doing the critical work of um, uncovering the ways in which empire had brought us here as, as you were saying, Joy, right? Um, and I think a part of why we need a critical Filipino, Filipino, Filipinx studies is that um, just like we need to vary that up. I, I just think that um, there are ways in which so many Filipinos are coming into the United States in, in uh, many ways and our experiences of precarity and immigration and labor look so different, you know, um, and I think we just need to like have that. And then the last thing I'll say, I think why we need a critical Filipino, Filipina, Filipina studies is that I think we need to think about how we um, produce knowledge, collect research that isn't um, recreating colonial structures um, and is interrupting settler colonialism um, in for diasporic Filipinos, you know, like us here in the United States um, that is continuously critiquing um, imperialism and like, you know, rising fascism and militarization here in the United States and in the Philippines. And what I mean by that is like, um, the academy has this like collecting research in this very particular way that's like super isolated and an individualist. And it is, it is hella hard, hella, 
hella hard <laughs> to imagine and collect research under the pandemic in different ways. And I think folks also just need to have a conversation about how to do that, you know? And I think being critical about producing knowledge, not just this horizontal way, but like, how, do, how can we all do it? How can we value the, the knowledge of how like workers are caring for each other as knowledge and also as political, like or how, when we take care of each other, when we take care of each other, you know, how is that political and how are we also producing knowledge and um, like, a, like a, an academic community of care for us, you know? So I think, um, you know, those are some things that I've been thinking about. I'm re-energized, yeah. <laughs> honestly. This is the, the first time that I felt like an intellectual discussion um, felt organic on Zoom. Yeah. And the kind yeah. of um, the spirit that I want to be able to capture in our Filipino pandemic podcasts. <laughs> oh my God, it should be like the acronym should be PPE. <laughs> It's true. It should be PPE. <laughs> <laughs> of our folks need it right now. Yeah, it yeah. just is. It feels very like um, we're talking to each other about this topic that we are, you know, passionate about, interested about, or, you know, we're contributing to. So, yeah, this is definitely the spirit, I think, that we want to carry forward. And, you know, I think like, I've, I've, I've sat on like panels before where people are presenting their work and it's super important to have those spaces. And I think um, the beauty of this is like, man, I, you literally like both of you just talking about the need for the critical part of Filipino, 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 Filipino studies. I'm like, yeah, I remember this. You know, I remember this feeling of feeling like, oh, I belong to you you know, to this community of folks who, like, think like me, too, around this, you know? So thank you for that. I'm grateful for you. Oh, thank you. I'm grateful for you, too. <laughs> I'm grateful energy. for the creating that space for us to, to, to dive into that really quick, um, which, I mean, this is, uh, yeah, I feel uh, this summer has been an important one for me to come back to these kind mm -hmm. of communities, particularly the CFFSC. I'm super grateful. I think joy for you in the sense of like, you basically saying like, what's up? What's going on, you know? <laughs> Level up, what's up y'all? Yeah. that you enjoyed the conversation between myself, Mike, and Joy about why Philippinex studies should or needs to be critical, especially at this moment with such huge global public health, political, and economic transition. I hope you join us in our next episode. For now, stay healthy, stay fresh, and thank you for listening to PPE. Peace.